you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. Dude, I'm so funny I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas. Dude, I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I want to eat so many Tootsie Rolls, I just shit a tire. I jerked off at this town so much, it might be a surfboard. Mr. Schmidt is an entertainer, not a cool. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. You know what? I'm thinking it's better for the show than anything else, or at least good for the show. And eh, Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. It's not good. It's not better than anything else. I don't want to go that far. If I was to make a list of things good for the show, uh, a giant influx of lottery winnings would probably be number one, because then I could travel all over the place. Holy fuck. As I've mentioned before, if I was rich, I'd just wear a richy rich outfit and carry my gold fork and eat food off other people's plates and go visit all these other countries and be a weirdo. How great would it be? Another country weirdo. Oh, dude. You know, I'm tired of being a weirdo in the United States. I need to bust down some walls, hop on some planes, go to other places and bring my weirdness, go into Australia and Britain and fucking Britain and Australia and maybe even Australia and Britain. Maybe I'll show up in Britain. Uh, go to the United Kingdom, the UK, as they call it over there, the UK. Is that how they call it? UK? That's what a cockney says. He says, hey, welcome to the UK, governor. Uh, look at that. How do I not get voiceover work, ladies and gentlemen? Think to yourself right now. Let's all collectively channel my brain and your brain and all of our brains together into one path to some agent somewhere who goes, you know what? We need a fucking half-assed cockney guy who's going to fuck up a guy the letter K. Can we get that guy on the horn? Hi, welcome to the UK, governor. Governor. Um... But you know what's really good for this show? I'm going to say right now as I talk to you from the bottom of my fucking uh, larynx. Uh, I think I should do the show after a stream all the time. I should do a live stream before I do this show. Whether it's a chatting live stream or it's a, uh, a Twitch live stream where I'm playing a game. I don't know. But whatever it is, something about it, it makes my voice that much better when I come to you guys. I'm all, I'm all lubed up. My voice is all, it's all, my throat is engorged. My throat's got a hard on for you guys. My uvula is pointing straight fucking north and I'm ready to fucking just jam it into your goddamn ears. You ready to get ear fucked by a hard uvula? That's me, baby. I'm that guy. Uh, and it's courtesy of the stream that I did just before this when I, and, and I will tell you this too, it can't be just some bogus stream. Like I talked about some fucking games I played where I'm just all sad, but now dudes, you know what I've been in the last five days? I played Mortal Kombat. Remember that fucking game? Uh, Mortal Kombat is a game where like fucking there's an ice guy fighting a stick guy and then there's a fucking bone guy fighting a hot chick and then another hot chick with a vampire face who fights a hot chick with fucking razor blade fans and then there's moth chick oh my god dudes let me tell you something when I was a kid and I've been playing Mortal Kombat a long time and by a long time I mean I've played it once a long time ago and I don't remember much about it in the interval but uh, I can tell you this it came out in like 19 was it 1995 possibly 96 I don't know it was out and that's, well, that was the like third incarnation, like Mortal Kombat 3 or something came out in maybe 95, 96. Whatever it came out, I was working at the pizza place and we, we brought in the machine and uh, Don, the guy who ran Paceros was like, this would be a good idea. So he brought in Mortal Kombat 3 and at the time that it had all these finishing moves, like you could do friendship moves and you could do babality moves or you could turn somebody into a baby. All that stuff was totally fun. But uh, his his great idea was I got to get this machine in here, and then you know when kids come, if they buy a piece of pizza and then they get changed for a dollar for the machine, uh, they'll get uh, an extra quarter. Like he would give them five quarters for a dollar. 
Uh, but they had to buy pizza in order to come in and play, like that kind of deal. They couldn't just hang out with their buddies. One, they could hang out, but then they couldn't get change. But you had to keep track. And it was, eh, I'm sure the cashier had a fucking hard time. And how many times did we get burned on the fucking deal? But all it took is like 10 guys to buy slices of pizza. And then you were way ahead of the fucking game, giving changes of dollars and fucking quarters and all that nonsense. Um, but that, it was uh, it was tokens too, right? Didn't we use tokens? I don't know if we, was it? No, we couldn't have. We had quarters. We weren't a fucking arcade. Um, you know, the only arcade we had had fucking porn machines and holes in the wall. Uh, what if we did? What if we had a fucking pizza place porn house? Holy fuck. How weird would that be? You know what? I would eat a slice of pizza through a glory hole. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I get down on my knees and open my mouth, close your eyes and cross your fingers and hope you got a fucking sausage and onion into your mouth. Well, not a sausage. Maybe let's go ahead and think otherwise. You got to get, you got to get a fucking rolled up pepperonis, New York style slice buried into your goddamn through, through a glory hole. Dude, I just invented a new restaurant. That's the way we got to fucking do this uh let's have a restaurant with like a glory hole wall and you just open your mouth and you hope to god it's going to be something you like <laughs> oh jesus please and, and just and and if it isn't you know what then you come back another time or you try another booth that day that's all you got to do look man you can't fucking control your own business at glory hole house uh what could we call the joint um i don't want to say glory hole diner is too simple i guess um, the hole in the wall diner. Boom. There you go. Done. I just solved it. Let's go. Everybody get on that. Somebody buy me the property. I'll get a saw. And we'll make it work. All I need is a saw and a spatula. Everybody else invest and buy me a goddamn diner and we'll be jamming things through walls into people's goddamn throats as soon as we possibly fucking can. I need a spatula and a saw and a deed. That's it. Somebody secure the property for me. Get me a deed. Something buy it all, buy it all and fucking send all your money to that guy. And, uh, that guy, I will buy it from a consortium. I don't know who we'll buy it from, but make sure you get him on board and I'll get a fucking saw and a spatula and I will saw a hole in a fucking wall and sizzle up something on the goddamn grill and I'll shove it down your fucking throat and you'll love it. You'll goddamn love it. You won't even blink. You'll close your eyes, open your mouth and you'll just fucking like it. Here it comes. That's what it's called. Hole in the wall diner. Close your eyes, open your mouth. Here it comes. That's a good slogan. Uh, here he comes. No, that's, that's a bad slogan. Then everybody thinks it's the other kind of glory hole and I don't want to even get into that. Although maybe we got to wing lick. Maybe we do that. Maybe we, that's our dessert house. Uh, hi. So, uh, God, I, you know, and again, I know it's the only thing going these days. Um, well, I mean, but you know, with, on this show where I'm either whining or not whining, fucking bitching, or I'm ready to murder myself. I'm never ready to murder myself, but uh, you know, I went up talking about things and whatever the fuck. Like last week, we took a we saw it open my skull and took a swim around in my brain again. And I want to thank everybody who reached out. Everybody was very nice to me um, and stepped up, and they were super cool, and I appreciate that very much. I'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, but then I hear my voice, and I'm like, holy fuck, listen to this voice. This is the best. You know what? I just made a Discord, and I put in a 40-year-old boy ASMR. I think I talked about that on the air here. Well, I erased it. Because I was talking to everybody and they're just like, no, man, you, you can't. I thought I could leave chunks of, of audio there for people. And they're like, no, you can't do that. This is this is a room that you can only go to if people are all in there listening to you at the same time. So I thought I was going to be able to like conjure up some ASMR situation and leave a big chunk of audio for people to listen to. And I guess that's, you know what they call that, folks? That's a podcast, I guess is what they call that. So the Discord, you didn't need to do that. I can't be leaving fucking audio bombs all over the fucking place. Oral bombs. Uh, that's a thing where people actually have to listen to me and I have to talk to them and engage with them. Cause I did that over the weekend too. I talked to, uh, our listener, Travis, a good listener, Travis, he was trying to help me out, put up to putting a music bot in the discord. And, uh, our friend Christy told him which one to do. And then Travis sent me the link. And so then I went in there and I, I had to open up my microphone to talk to Travis and then we needed Christy to help us because the robot wasn't responding correctly. Look, I don't uh, fuck. I don't know who designs robots that play Queen or whatever the fuck. Because that's the thing; these robots play music, so you put them in the room. 
but then you have to give them a command with like an exclamation point before it because there's a string of code and and I look man that's far more than I ever wanted to fucking do with my life but uh but I had to be the guy to do it, and I have to show a good faith effort because otherwise people will fucking bail, man. This is a Discord, and I want a community to form, and I want people to get in there and have fun and listen to music and go ahead and talk back and forth and whatever the fuck. Uh, but then when I come in there uh, and try to install the thing, and it, this is the thing we're finding out. You know, you know me. I mean, I know me. We all know me. I want to do this. This part right here. This is the part I can do. I can push a button and start fucking talking to you guys. But when, when I have to get the fucking, you know, I got to build a music bot. Everybody's like, wait, Mike, you need a music bot. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? And the music bot is there so they can all listen to music while they're watching me stream, which makes a lot of sense, I guess. But at the same time, and, and by the way, in, in all the time I've spent here now bitching about the music bot, uh, the music bot could have been putting up and, and taken down. 40 times. I mean, it's that simple. It's literally Travis sent me a link. I got to click the link. And then, uh, and then it goes into the guys who are following my discord and then everybody knows how to use it. And I, I was like, well, how do I, how do I fucking do this? He goes, well, you type this and then I type it. And again, like I said, it's easy. I'm not stupid. I know how to do shit, but I just, it just wears me the fuck down. I turn into that kid who doesn't want to go shopping with his mom. You know, his mom's holding his hand and he's being dragged all over the goddamn floor in the store or hiding under the goddamn clothes racks or whatever the fuck. And I, I, I trace it back again. Even when I was a kid, we'd go to the fucking grocery store, my mom. And we go, I'm going to the books. I'm going to the magazines. And we'd go to the magazines and we'd read magazines for an hour while my mom grocery shopped. And then someone, she would send one of us because there was five of us. You know what I mean? So uh, it was easy for me to escape and go to the magazines and read whatever the fuck. And I can remember, dude, (laughs) this is totally true. I would go to the magazine aisle in the grocery store and I would literally sit down. On, on the bottom rack of magazines, like if because I I would choose the ones that I thought nobody was going to want to read, you know, like like Modern Bride or or Good Housekeeping, and I would make myself a nice little nest there, like a like a fat little fucking pigeon or something, and I would just take down all the sports magazines and I would just sit there and read them. I'd read Sports, Sports Illustrated, Baseball, whatever the fuck they had. Uh, inside sports, which was a big thing back then, and I would I would literally just sit on a stack of modern brides and family circles, and I would read until my mom was done buying all my food for the week. <laughs> what a fucking monster! But at the same time, as a child, I didn't want to be in a fucking grocery store, and I didn't want to walk them down the aisles for sure. And I also knew if I was with my mom, I was going to do something. St- oh, but, oh, I should tell you this too. <laughs> I probably I had to tell this story on on the fucking on the show at some point when me and my brothers would go to the grocery store. Uh, Lenny or I, it was me or Lenny, uh, would do this. Um, we would, one of us would go to the candy aisle, hi, and, uh, and we would tear open a bag of candy and push it toward the back. And then we would all go and hit that candy aisle and eat that bag of candy the whole time we were in the grocery store. So we'd pretend like, Hey Ma, you want me to go get some half and half? And then you'd walk away from your mom and you would go to the candy aisle and you would go grab a handful of whatever the fuck we had torn open at that point. Uh, or I'd be in the magazine aisle and I'd go and I'd walk over. Because the thing is, you couldn't you couldn't just grab a whole bag of candy and eat the fuck out of it. And also, there's five of us. So we had to open it and leave it there. So everybody had like a trail of breadcrumbs where they knew exactly where it was going to be. You know, that thing. You'd look at each other. You'd nod. You'd wink. We looked like third base coaches is what we looked like. A lot of fucking, a lot of touching of our chest, sliding our hands down our stomach, patting our thighs and touching the bill of our caps. And then it was like, oh, Mike opened a bag of Brock's chocolate stars and they're on the third row down beneath the fucking Twizzlers. And, uh, and we, we knew 
we just sent that message to one another because we were poor and we, we certainly didn't mind theft and we loved candy and we were bored. So that's the way it would work. One of us would go out, me or Lenny, and we would go and tear open a bag of candy and push it back on, you know, so un, it wasn't visible to the naked eye. You had to push it way off the fucking, you know, to the back, but you knew where it was. And we would go and you would walk by and you would grab, uh, like I said, mine, mine that I always opened would be Brock's chocolate stars, because here's the thing. You had to open a bag of candy that was just candy. You couldn't open a bag of candy that was also a Snickers because if you open it, if you put a bag of Snickers up there and you tore it open, now you got wrappers to deal with and nobody wants to fucking deal with wrappers. You want to just open candy that you can just fucking inhale and nobody is the wiser. Nobody can see any fucking evidence unless you got a little candy on your fucking uh, fingertips or on your lips. But I mean, you know, we're not fucking Augustus Gloop. We're not covered in fucking chocolate detritus and all that or detritus or whatever the fuck. I just learned that. I used to call it detritus. I was like, oh, this fucking detrit, detritus, detritus. And then I just heard somebody say detritus. Um, and I mean, like on a like a real show. Literally, it was a show about detritus. I think <laughs> so. I was like, "Holy fuck! I've been saying this wrong for fucking ever, for God's sakes!" Um, so it's detritus, and uh, and we weren't covered with chocolate detritus. That's the point. So I, 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 but we would go ahead and do these bomber missions where one at a time we'd walk down the candy aisle. You'd run through. You'd grab three or four chocolate stars, go sit on a magazine nest and read your magazines. And then eventually my mom would go send one of us to go get the other ones who were all, you know, because that thing we'd all spread out to different parts of the store. And my mom would be like, all right, but she'd find one of us and go, go get the other idiots. And then all of us would show up and then we'd have to carry the groceries to the car. Um, unless it was a, a time when we didn't, I told I, I've told this story a million times. We were going to go to the beach and uh, not the beach, my buddy Scott's house with a, with a pool. And we were going there for, it was Memorial Day, I think. So we were going to go for like three days. We, and it was, we loved going to Scott's house and hanging out when there was, there was a pool. And I know I've told this fucking story. We were playing Missile Command uh, in Jewel. And me and Lenny are over there playing Missile Command. And, and uh, my brothers are, you know, hey, man, we got to go. Mom says we got to go. We got to go. And then uh, when we finish, we walk over and my mom's not there. My mom's not in the store anymore. And we go outside and the car's gone. So we, uh, we walk outside, we walk home and, uh, oh, uh, wait, my refrigerator just switched on. Did you hear that? Um, we walk home and, uh, the car's outside with all the groceries in it. My mom's in the house and we go inside. She's like, all right, where the fuck were you? And we, uh, sorry, ma. And she's like, all right, bring all the groceries inside. And we brought all the groceries inside the house and we were excited because again, we're getting the groceries inside. We're going to get packed up to go to Scott's house because he lived in New Lenox and it was a kind of a drive about 40 minutes, but we didn't care. And we were so thrilled and going to go there for three days and spend time in the pool. And we brought all the groceries into the house. And my mom's like, all right, now put everything back in the car. I'm like, what? She's like, put everything back in the car. And we put all of the groceries back in the car. And then my mom went back to the grocery store and, uh, she returned everything. And we didn't get to go to Scott's house because uh, we were playing Missile Command and my mom decided, you know what? Fuck it. That's that. And and we didn't get to have a weekend of summer fun. And uh, and that's what happens in my house when you spill paint in the garage. <laughs> that's how my mom handled it. And you know what? My mom would have loved it. Dude. My mom would have absolutely loved to go too because she loved Carol. It was, it was Carol, the woman who lived next door to me and then she moved into Lennox and it was Carol and Mike's house. They would fucking spend the time drinking or getting high or whatever the fuck else they did with their life. I don't know, my mom, but my mom just to fucking prove a point, I don't fucking know. I mean, it's like, it's I, I swear, you know what? 
I'm willing to bet the first time I told this story is when I told the story about Karen's uh, new purse and the John Cougar tickets. You ever hear that Aesop fable? <laughs> Go ahead and get your one. Because that was the first time people really got mad at me and wrote me a ton of fucking notes and were like, hey, what the fuck, man? Because I let listeners vote on stuff. Eh, it's a long story. Go listen to year one. I, maybe I should just tuck that in here. You, you want to do that? You want to listen to a year one episode? Probably you do. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> After last week, anything, any sort of palate cleanser you could fucking throw in here. Um, because last week's episode was, uh, you know, man, I, I, I wound up fucking excoriating myself for you guys again and and did that thing where I bleed into the microphone and and um and you were very nice like I said everybody reached out you know uh specifically um I want to mention Justin who reached out and and uh you know we wished Mary a happy birthday on last week's show and I felt bad because it was a day late and stuff but Justin then reached out and and uh and he was very nice to me and very kind and uh Ken in Toronto also reached out while I was doing a Twitch stream, and he he um he donated to the show, which was super cool, and he didn't need to do that, and that's really amazing. Ken and Tresha are great friends who live up in Toronto. Whenever I go, when I'm, and you know, with Schmitty Palooza this year in August, I'm going to go up there, and they're going to be there. It's going to be totally fun to spend time with Ken and Tresha. Uh, I, I got to meet Ken last year. I knew Tresha before because Tresha had come to town here, and she had come to the Monday Night Tees, and we had a good time hanging out and stuff like that. Um, but now, uh, you know, she's married to Ken and they live in Canada and that's fantastic. So Ken, uh, he, like I said, he sent a nice donation during the Twitch stream the, a couple of days ago as, like I said, as did Justin, I should, yeah, I keep saying, oh, they reached out or they helped or whatever, you know, they sent money like Justin donated to the show and in a way that he didn't have to. And, and so did Ken, um, and so did Linda. Let's talk about Linda for a second. Linda was in town. She actually came to town. And I picked her up at the airport. Her and her it was funny, her she had asked me before, wrote me, I don't know, a month ago and asked me, Hey, look, I'm coming to town. Would you want to hang out or would you wanna, you know, at least pick me up at the airport? And I said, Sure. And she flew into Burbank. That was a whistle. Did you hear that whistle? She flew into Burbank and I picked her up there and she was still staying in downtown LA. But that's fun because that meant that I could talk to her and hang out at least a little bit because she had work to do and stuff like that. So we got to have a conversation in the car, which was nice. And that day her travel plans got completely bumped. So she kept, uh, hey, my, I gotta get a sip of water. Hold on. <clears throat> I thought I sounded good. And then all of a sudden everything went to hell. What happened, man? My voice got a blowout, a little verbal blowout action. Um, so Linda was, she, you know, that day she was worried because then she contacted me. She's, Hey, look, my flight got delayed. My flight got moved around. My flight got pushed. And, uh, she thought she was going to get here. I think it was like at six and then it turned into eight and then it turned into fucking 10. And I'm like, uh, you know, I said, and I wrote her and I said, Hey, look, it's in Burbank, so I don't give a fuck. I don't care what time you come here. You know, that's close to my house. If it was LAX, it'd be a totally different story because then I'd get down there uh, and I'd have to sit and kill time or whatever the fuck. But here, you tell me what time it's supposed to be and I can leave my house with, you know, because it takes 15 minutes to get to the fucking Burbank airport from my house. So I picked her up. Oh, and so then, so wait, so then her flight was coming in at 1025. And like I said, it takes 15 minutes from my house, right? So I was doing a live stream on Friday night and uh, doing a bunch of stuff, and I got caught up talking to somebody online. I had to answer some stuff on, on uh, you know, whatever, some back and forth. And um, and I even told those people, I go, hey, you know what, I actually, I got to take off, man. I got to go pick somebody up from the airport. And as I was, I stood up to get ready, and I went to throw my shoes on, and I get a text from her. She goes, okay, walking outside. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, you said 1025. I, I'm walking out the apartment, like, right now. 
And she goes, oh, well, because it, it I should say it was five after ten when she, when she wrote me. So I was just like, oh, man. It's, and I, there's nothing worse, dudes. Here's what I hate. I don't like, look, I don't like being late anymore ever, like I told you guys. But what I really hate is being late uh, for listeners, I guess, and, and friends who come into town. You know what I mean? Because it just, it seems like I don't give their arrival or us hanging out the level of import it deserves. And that's that could not be further from the truth. But, you know, you tell me you're coming in at 1025 and I know I'm 15 minutes away. I'm going to leave around 10 o'clock or 5 after 10 and I'll be there and I can kill a little time. Um, But 5 after 10, she texts me. She's like, I'm walking outside. I'm like, holy fuck. I go, well, go over to the rideshare island, man, because I'm I'm just leaving the apartment now. And then she was very nice. Um, But I pulled up. She hops in the car. I drive her downtown to her hotel and she's in town for a convention. And and, and I said, uh, am I taking you Sunday? And she goes, yeah. And I go, well, what time's your flight? She goes, well, my flight now is at, she thought it was at four o'clock. I go, I said, well, you tell me what time you want me to pick you up. I'll pick you up. And if you want to, if you want to go with enough time to get something to eat or hang out, that's totally fine. If not, I'll just pick you up and take you to the airport. Keep me posted. So she wrote me and it turned out her flight was until like 8.15 that night. So I said, all right, cool. Let me know what you want to do. If you want to have some food or something. And every time somebody wants to go to, if they're from Burbank, like Michelle does this, Justin, everybody, whenever I pick them up here in, in LA, if I pick them up in Burbank, I'm always like, look. On the way back, there's because there's a coffee house that has a really good breakfast burrito. There's a fucking Cuban restaurant. There, I mean, I have, I have certain joints that are around the airport that are easy to go to. And so I gave her a choice, but also if she was leaving at eight o'clock. She's like, "Can you pick me up at two? And I was like, e, "You know, that's actually a, a little too early," because uh, I had to live stream on Sunday. I said, "I can get you around four, uh, and that would still give us plenty of time to eat." And I go, "What did you want?" Like I said, there's there's fucking Indian and Thai and Italian and all sorts of different places, but. And she wrote me, she goes, well, I really like Japanese food. And I'm like, whoa. I go, well, you know, I'm like fucking Sushi Jenkins, man. I mean, I'm willing to do that. And uh, I picked, I said, well, we'll play it by ear up. When we, when I get you, we'll figure it out. Picked Linda up. Uh, she's. I said, you know, I, I know plenty of sushi places. There's this place, Midori, you know, which is like, my, that's my, that's the sushi candy place. It's my backup sushi. I go, but also there's Katsuya, which is, you know, that's my favorite place. She goes, well, let's go there. I go, well, I go, that's a little pricier than normal. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I just want, I don't want you to walk because, I mean, I make sure everybody knows it's pricey. Places are pricey if you go to them. And she goes, that's no problem. You know, and I go, all right, well, I just, I don't want you staggered by some sticker price. And I go, well, you know, we'll split the bill and we'll take care of it. But I just, and, you know, you can order accordingly. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. You go in and order a fucking green salad and some edamame, you can get out of there for seven bucks. That's fine. Um, I didn't say all that to her because that would be fucking weird because apparently I'm an uncle who decides to tell you what's on the goddamn menu and how much you can spend. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> I tell you what, if you get in there and you get a nice water with some lemon in it, that's just as good as drinking a regular drink and you save yourself $3. Listen to me, the frugal gourmet. Shut the fuck up. All right. Um, so we get a katsuya. They open at 5 o'clock. We sit at the su- uh, sushi bar. I say salad bar. We sit at the sushi bar. And... Uh, and it, the first thing I, I ordered her a baked crab roll and I ordered a, some spicy tuna, crispy rice. And I said, okay, and what else? And it hasn't come yet. Right. So I ordered that from the chef. She goes, what'd you get? And I go, oh, it's, you know, it's a baked crab hand roll and this spicy tuna, crispy. Rice. I go, they're two most kind of famous appetizers. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, well, I'm good with that. And, uh, and I, I was like, what? She goes, yeah, that's fine. I don't eat a lot. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, well, all right. and then I thought about the financial thing, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have taken her because maybe she looked at the menu and she realized that she didn't want to spend any money, and now I feel like a dick." Um, 
but but I said to her, okay. I go, that's fine. I go, um, I might I might get some fish, but if you don't want any fish, we can go ahead and, re- and eat this and get out of here. Because I mean, if you got to, because then part of me, here's how my brain works. Again, as you know from last fucking week, in my brain, I thought, well, maybe that means that she wants to get just get to the airport. Maybe I kind of, I, maybe I harangued her into going to get something to eat, and she just wants to relax at the airport instead. I don't know. Uh, but then we sit down and we start talking, and dudes. Uh, she's telling me about her work. She's telling me about the criminal enterprises that she's had to, 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 to fucking to thwart. Uh, she's telling me about a former boss of hers who died in prison. She's just, I mean, she's just telling me, dude. And I'll tell you, I loved it. I fucking loved it so much. When I meet you guys, and I told this to Linda, I said, listen, because she, she even said, man, I'm fucking talking a lot. Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm talking way too much. And I went, you are absolutely not, please. And she'd apologize. She goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm saying too much. I go, stop. I go, are you kidding me? I go, you listen to me fucking talk for, you know, 11 years, 10 years, whenever you jumped into the fucking show. Once a week, you listen to me fucking spot off for at least an hour, sometimes three, usually two, whatever the fuck. Whatever happens, happens. I go, so you know everything there is to know about me. I, I know fuck all about any of you guys, except for some, you know, some I become friends with and some I hang out with who actually talk to me and I know about their lives. I said, so please tell me what you got going on. So she's telling me about her kids in school. One of the kids might want to be a cop. Uh, you know, she's she's got her, you know, and her husband. They just bought a condo in fucking South Carolina. You know, she probably told me this stuff and didn't think I'd be telling all you guys this stuff. Um, her husband has a, a very, a, a, how would I put this? Her husband has a unique job. That's what I say, and uh, and he's leaving it very soon. So they're looking for like the next phase of what to do because their kids are grown up and and all that stuff. But she was in town for a convention. Now, this this made me laugh. She's like, "Hey, I just got you a bunch of garbage from the convention." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She goes, like, "Yeah, but it's just you know how you walk around and they give you stuff on the floor." She goes, "I get you a bag full of nothing, just nonsense." And I go, "All right." And she goes, "Yeah." And then I told my friends what I was doing, and uh, and they just started putting their nonsense in the bag too. So you're gonna see it, and it's gonna be crazy. And uh, I said, okay. So she gets in the car and she's got this fucking shopping bag teeming with stuff. And I mean, it's a, it was a pharmaceutical convention. So she got me, uh, and I mean, all those fucking weird things. Like she got me a bunch of chocolate bars. And I was like, yeah, great. Thanks for that. And uh, she goes, well, I could keep them. And I'm like, no, that's good. I'll take them because I'm a fucking monster. Uh, I hadn't had any chocolate all month. And I'm like, well, maybe I could just get away with having these four chocolate bars, dick. Uh, she gave me like a Bluetooth keychain, you know, like all that kind of nonsense. She gave me a thing that fucking covers because we had talked about privacy and computers and stuff like that. And she got me a thing. They just so happen to be giving them away a thing you can cover your webcam with so people can't spy on you and look at you. And, uh, and that sounds like a fun idea, except for the fact that I have a phone, two webcams, two cameras with fuck or two, a laptop with a camera, two laptops with cameras. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I'd have to cover everything. I just have to fucking spray paint the whole house. Um, she got me like a wooden phone stand, but here's my, she got me a, a homeopathic cream that you can put on your aches and pains. And she's like, maybe Lily would want this. And also she gave me, uh, you know what breast strips are? Listerine breast strips, those things that fucking dissolve on your tongue. She got me those with fucking weed in them, uh, cannabis breast strips. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, is this, so we had to talk about, is weed really going to be anything going forward? And she told me about the dangers of it. Um, and she explained, she goes, the thing is most of these people, there aren't, there aren't more strains anymore that anybody can control. You know, it used to be, there was a lot of cross pollination. Um, now they claim that these are real pure strains and stuff like that. And there's some people who might be allergic to something, but they don't realize that there is, you know, there's a lot of cross pollination all the time and whatever the fuck I was listening. But I, at the same time, I was fascinated by it because I'm, you know, I'm waiting for weed to take over the fucking world. But at the same time, I also recognize there's that old guard of people dying out who are like, weed will kill you. And those people are fucking ridiculous. Just fucking make it legal and tax the shit out of it and do that. 
Um, but she, you know, she told me fucking, you know, she used to work in fucking pharmacies where she got held up by a guy or no, she, uh, yeah, there was a dude coming and she called, she had to call the FBI. I mean, dude, I'm just fucking great stories. And she's telling me these stories. and I'm like, this is fucking fascinating. Um, and it also meant I didn't have to fucking talk. I could just eat and just like nod and go, this is awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please tell me more stories about things that happened to you because I, I can't possibly tell you another fucking story about my life. Um, uh, and then and then she got the baked crab and the and the fucking crispy rice spicy tuna and she goes oh this is small, I said well what'd you think she goes well I thought you just ordered us each like big entrees I go no I said it's a hand roll and and these small little and she goes oh well I can eat more than this, and I was like oh thank God what do you want and she goes well, and I go what do you like do you like this you like that and she goes I don't know I mean I you know when I come to a sushi bar we all just kind of start ordering and I usually get rolls and whatever and I say all right you know what? I'm gonna get you some different stuff, so I got a toro tasting. I got uh, the, my favorite thing that I get at the sushi bar, which is albacore belly sushi. Uh, hit it with a torch and put lemon and salt on it. So it's got a little sear to it. And it just, uh, dude. So I got her a piece of that. Um, she didn't, I, I bought her salmon caviar sushi and she ate part of that. You know, it, it just, the stuff I love at Katsuya, the stuff that I want people to experience is the stuff that I really, really love. And I didn't go crazy. You know, I asked, they had lied shrimp heads. They didn't have any of those. Um, but you know, I didn't bury her on monkfish liver or anything like that. I, I got stuff that I knew she would enjoy. And my, here's my favorite part, dude, because she's like, Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Or I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I want that. Um, I don't think she'd ever had Toro. And, and she's like, what is this? I said, it's tuna belly. She goes, okay, well, what's like, what's the big deal? I go, it's, it's essentially like the butter of sushi. I mean, it's, it's just, it'll dissolve in your mouth, especially a katsu. Yeah. They don't fuck around. And, uh, you know, it's market price. So, you, you know, you're getting good stuff. And sure enough, she she ate it and she just looked at me and she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that makes me really happy. You know, not, not only to be there in one of my favorite places, but then to think, you know, order things that I like that someone's never had. And then she ate it. and She loved it. Um, it was great. It was just, it was just a really fun time. And then Linda, like I said, talked her ear off and or talked her talked my ear off. I should say it was so gorgeous because, again, tell me stories. Just talk. And then she finished and, uh, and then the check comes and she fucking grabs the check. I'm like, Linda, you don't have to do that. And she's like, no, no, that's why I wanted to bring you to dinner. And I go, no, please. I go, I wouldn't have ordered that much food if I had known that I wasn't splitting it with you. That was the whole point was we were splitting the bill. And, and you, a lot of you out there have experienced this with me because you grabbed the check and I go, no, man, I'm, I'm going half and half with you. And then you're, you're like, why, why would you do that? And I go, well, I ordered all this fucking food, man. I wasn't going to order this food if I thought you guys were paying. It's, it just, it always is the refrain that comes out of my mouth. Cause it's true. I don't, you know, cause you know me, I'm just like, ah, I'll take six of these. I'm, I'm fucking Rodney at the goddamn golf pro shop. And, uh, and Linda was, was super nice. And she goes, I no, please. She goes, I've been listening, you know, for 10 years. So it, it's about time that I did this. Uh, and you took me to the airport back and forth twice. You know, I mean, that that's uh, amazing. And I went, well, if you still, if you think you're not paying for the airport, then you're sadly mistaken. And she goes, oh yeah, by the way. And I go, no, no, stop. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm kidding. We're joking. And then she got out her purse and she handed me a donation. And I said, dude, the, 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 the dinner's more than enough. That's all you got to do. And she said, no, are you kidding me? She goes, I planned on doing this. This was the whole point. Dinner was, I didn't even think we'd get to dinner. I was just going to give this to you anyway. I said, but you don't, you just don't have to, she goes, are you, stop. She goes, I'm not a Patreon person. She goes, I've listened forever and I, and I haven't supported and now I'm supporting. It's, it's finally, it's my turn. So I get to do it. And, uh, you know, last week's show was me banging my head into a wall and talking about, well, I don't know if people appreciate what I do. And I, not even that, not even in a, in a resentful way. 
but in the way that my head will talk me out of people liking what I do. And I say to myself, oh, people don't like this or people don't want to hear this. People aren't interested in this. People don't fucking care. And then, and then you meet, you get Justin who takes care of me and Ken who writes me a note and, and Linda who just, just wanted to hang out and spend time and go to dinner and tell me about her life. And then she gives me a donation and I'm like, you, you just, you don't have to do this. But God damn, do I appreciate that you do. Just please know that. Anybody, anybody who gives anything through Patreon, uh, anybody who gives anything through PayPal, any who donates on Twitch, um, you know, Manny Moe and Michelle Pops in there and everybody else who gives bits and cheers and stuff like that. Dudes, you're you're helping me along the way to having my, me be my job. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, we talked about the lien that came through the bank and fucked me over. And, and, and that's fine. That happened. But we're fighting through it and we're fighting back. And, uh, and a lot of you guys are helping like last week was a, you know, just at a time when it looked like, all right, well now I got to hop back in the fucking car and, and this is going to be rough. And, um, I get saved, you know, I, I get, uh, I get a reprieve from having to drive a 12 hour day. You know what I mean? And that, and that's incredible when you guys do that. And it really helps me out. Thank you. And, and, uh, I just, man, it's just, it's just super great. And I'm very lucky and I'm, I'm very grateful to have, uh, unique supporters like you guys who, who seem, you don't seem, I think you actually care that, that it goes well. And I always say that you care, everybody cares and it can sound hollow. You know what I mean? It can sound like one of those things where ah, it becomes a slogan or whatever the fuck. And I know other podcasts have that thing that are, you know, everybody's cuddle buddies or whatever the fuck at other shows and they all build themselves as something. You guys are the jokers. We we all, everybody makes themselves a clan or a, a brood and, and that's fucking cool as hell when you support things and you're all in it together and that feels good. Well, uh, well, I'll tell you, as the guy who's the beneficiary of all of your support and all of your well wishes and all of your thoughts and all of your cool things, that that uh, that's pretty fucking great. And I appreciate it very much. And uh, and by the way, how good do I sound right now? Oh my God! Listen to my voice. You know who I say? You know what? Uh, <laughs> I joke about my voice, but I mean, there is something to be said about people with fucking badass voices. You know whose voice? I you know who I listened to this week, and I went, Jesus Christ! You know that's a voice. Um, Susanna Hoffs. You know Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles. Oh my God, dude. Oh wow! Remember when that girl was prom queen? Oh wow! <laughs> um, Susanna Hoffs was in the Bangles, and and her voice, just her singing voice, dudes. It's just she made a couple of albums with Matthew Sweet. I told you I'm on Spotify now, and and, and so I, I'm discovering all this old music that I didn't know about, or rediscovering music that I knew about but I never bought because I was like, oh, I'll remember to get that later. But Susanna Hoffs and Matthew Sweet did uh albums called under the covers so they did they did all these you know different songs like fucking um you're so vain and and um they don't know about us by tracy ullman Susanna hoff sings that but dude when you hear you hear Susanna hoff's voice she just you know what Susanna hoff's is she just this is what she sounds like she sounds like uh <laughs> boy shorts on 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 a great ass in an unmade bed wearing a cotton tank top. I'm, I mean, she just she sounds and her messed up hair. She she sounds like the morning after, uh, amazing sex with with a woman and and looking at her and just that thing where you turn over, and you and you see her there laying on her stomach. You know, maybe she's still sleeping and you can't imagine how it happened. You don't know how you got to be so lucky. Um. 
and then you take your hand and you trace every curve, you know what I mean, while they're sleeping, you you touch their hair and, and you slide your hands down their spine and uh, down their waist and over, you know, the, uh, man, down their thighs and fucking just that Susanna Hoffs. Just, it's just boy shorts and a cotton tank top on a hot girl in an unmade bed. That's Susanna Hoffs voice, man. And I, I just, Jesus Christ. I find it. I mean, you know, the cover songs they chose to like, they did, um, what was it? Was it more than this by fucking Roxy music? I mean, just, and, and the funny thing is Matthew sweet will sing. And I like Matthew sweet. I've got like four of his albums. I do like him, but if a song starts and he's the singer, I'm pissed. Cause I want to hear Susanna, Susanna Hoffs. She, she sang more than this by, uh, by Roxy music. And, uh, you know, just that opening line when she's saying, Oh my Christ, dude, she's so good. She's so fucking good, man. Uh, so I, I delve into a lot of Susanna Hoffs this week in Spotify. I was listening to that and uh, I found some band called the Helio sequence. You ever heard of them? Dude, it's fucking, if you want to know what I'm, what I'm listening to now, if you want to know what, what fucking appeals to me, what jumps out at me, cause uh, I will tell you this tomorrow, the, uh, the rock solid with Motley Crue comes out, uh, or today, I guess you're hearing this on Thursday. So on Thursday today, uh, rock solid with Motley Crue. I did, uh, with Pat Francis and, and Heather Stewart. I think her name's Heather Stewart. And it's amazing. We had a fun discussion. We talked about Motley Crue, and then Heather sings in the middle of it. It's just fucking great. It's a really fun and cool show, so go ahead and download that. I look at you with double fucking... You're getting double teamed by me today. You're getting spit roasted by me today. You got Motley in the front and Schmitty 40-year-old boy in the back. Um, right at the Glory Hole Diner. Let's fucking get it done, baby. Let's get at the fucking hole-in-the-wall diner. Let's fucking square it up. Open your mouth. Here it comes. Um, the Eat em and Smile Diner, I guess you'd call it. All right, so... We talked about Motley Crue. We had that. So that show is coming out. And uh, and why the fuck? Oh, so he he asks me about Motley Crue. And I when I did the show, he, he was, I said to him, I go, are we really listening to all of the Motley Crue albums? He goes, oh, yeah, I'll send them to you. And I'm like, well, I, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> really, you don't. Because Motley Crue was never really my band anyway. The first album is fucking a, a fucking crushing home run, especially for the, the age I was at the time. But now I've... You'll hear on the show. I mean, I've aged out of Motley Crue. It's not, you know, they they surprise me because like on the new album, The Dirt, there's there's some songs and I'm like, holy fuck, they they did like a virgin and uh, Madonna's song, and you'll you'll hear it on the on the Dirt podcast or the fucking rock solid Motley Crue. Pod. I don't want to give too much away, but um, but they're not for me. You know, I don't, if I was if if you were gonna relax or you were gonna fucking drive or whatever, I'm not gonna throw on shout at the devil. I mean, I'm just gonna all that hair metal shit is fucking dead to me. Now, does it still hold a special place in my heart? It does. You know, and occasionally will I want to listen to Def Leppard for nostalgia reasons? Of course. Like I had our buddy Jesse Alora who wrote me on Twitter this week, and I didn't get to answer him yet. And he's like, uh, "Slide it in by White Snake or uh, Smooth Up in You by the Bullet Boys." And I mean, you know, the only clear choice there is Whitesnake because Whitesnake wasn't a complete hair metal band, even though they went fucking hair metal with Here We Go Again and uh, or Here I Go Again and all those fucking songs. But they also had fucking Guilty of Love. You ever heard Guilty of Love by fucking Whitesnake? But I guess it's also a hair metal song, but they had more of an edge. Bullet Boys are just they were just a Van Halen knockoff, man. I'm not interested in the fucking Bullet Boys. Um so to answer your question, Jesse, there you go. I would take, who would I take? I would take fucking uh, uh, Whitesnake. Because again, Whitesnake at least had fucking Steve Vai and an Edge for a while. And, and then uh, before that, they had, uh, who the fuck was the guitarist before Vai and Campbell showed up? Who's, who's Whitesnake's fucking main guitarist? Oh, I'm fucking furious at myself for not being able to remember that. Oh, well. Who cares? The point is, that, mo- that music is, 
it's of a period in time and occasionally I would dabble in it, but now I just don't fucking, I got no interest in it. I'm not going to fucking drop the needle on Motley Crue and go, yeah, all right. Uh, and I told you when I was in Phoenix, my buddy, Eric, that's, that's what he does. We're in the car listening to the white lion. And I'm like, Jesus fucking, oh my Christ, man, wrap this truck around a telephone pole, man. Um, but you love what you love. You know, as I said, you can't tell anybody what they can't love. You can't tell them what it means to, you know, what it, to, to get away from what it means. Um, but I've been finding a bunch of stuff on Spotify that I, that I really like and, and stuff, uh, you know, like, like I said, there's this band, the Helio sequence, and I can't, I don't even know where, who they are, or where they come from. There's a song called blood bleeds. And it is, if you want to know what I, what I love right now, blood bleeds is that type of song. They had another song called lately too, which is a really good song, but it's, it's, uh, how do I put this? The um, the lyrics meant something to me. <laughs> if you listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, but blood bleeds is it's just this floaty, ethereal, but 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 still kind of moving forward a little bit, and and not you know not too not too new agey. Um, I don't know what I would describe it as. I would just call it a chill song. I mean, I, you know, so I find myself really liking that stuff all the time now. Where I'm I'm listening to stuff. There's there's a band called Global Communication, which I listen to some of their stuff. They actually redid a song from uh, the Risky Business soundtrack, which I think is, was it not Lana? It might have been On a Train, uh, Sex on a Train, I think is the name of the song, uh, or Love on a Train. I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but they they, they incorporated it in 523. Um, and, and, but also find a, a lot, bunch of old hip-hop and shit, you know what I mean? Like the fucking Ghetto Boys. and I mean, it's just, goddamn, Spotify's the greatest invention of all time. And I find old 70s songs, I mean, it's just really, I like a melange of different stuff. But boy, I'll tell you what, that Helio sequence, it just it just jumps right fucking out at you. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's good. What is it? Blood Bleeds, I think it's called, right? Yeah, so it's you should check it out because it's really, really good. Like I told you, there's this band under the influence of Giants. And when I heard them, I'm like, oh, these guys like Maroon 5. But it's but it's different than Maroon Five. Maroon Five is more poppy, and I guess I why is this music talk with Mike? Nobody fucking cares. But at the same fucking time, it's all I care about. I mean, because I, I wind up losing myself in music these days. Um, you know, I go to the gym and I'm in the earbuds all the time. And Spotify is just I, I'm just discovering this whole world of stuff that I didn't know before. There's a song uh, by a guy named Love, L A U V, I think, and it's called "I Like Me Better When I'm With You." And it's a weird, it's a pop song. You know what I mean? I like me better when I'm, it's it's fucking kind of a thump, you know, it's a, it's a pop song that you'd hear it on the pop radio. On the pop radio. I'm ancient. Jesus Christ, am I old? But, uh, but then it was remixed by a bunch of people and, and it's remixed by a guy named Miro, M-I-R-O. And, uh. it, it takes what is basically for me a trite pop song and it adds just the, these, there's four different levels of meaning to it. And again, the lyrics that, that really means something to me too. But, uh, and then I went to Spotify. That's not on Spotify. And I, I've tried to find it. It's on SoundCloud, but you can't download off SoundCloud. And then it's on YouTube. And I don't know how to rip music from YouTube, but, but boy, do I want it. It is just in, in his, the remix of it has this like real melancholy piano in the middle of it. And then at the end, there's a speech from a guy in the, in the love Miro remix of I like me better when I'm with you and and the speech is about a guy who um that I really relate to I I I, I don't want to get into it whatever the fuck but it's a but the the sentiment that he advances at the end of this song is um 
basically talking about I want to create things and then I want to destroy them because they're not good anymore and and I also don't want anybody to hear them you know that that sort of thing and I I was like holy fuck it knocked my dick in the dirt to hear it I was just like Jesus Christ I I hear that and I understand it and I kind of identify with it and uh and that leads me to another person I want to thank here on the air uh you know cuz last week again like I said was <laughs> I can do a very good job of of hiding under the coats in my head. Not only how they're hiding under the coats here in my apartment, but there are coats in my head. I don't know if you know this. I have a whole stockpile of fucking coats that I can climb into and hide under and there. And I, you know, last week I climbed out for them to tell you what the fuck was going on. And and um, and our friend Jolene, Jolene McKillop, um, lovely wife of Doctor Mike, our great friend, I was at their wedding, and. Um, I've had a relationship with them for forever individually. Uh, you know, I, I, Dr. Mike, he, he, they found me via podcast that I did. Um, I think they even heard about it before that because there was, there was a podcast that I did. It was in Canada and it was, uh, in Winnipeg and, uh, Sandra D. Sanchez was one of the hosts. And, uh, also this guy, Michael, who wound up, I, I don't know if he spun off the fucking world. I don't know. He hated me and he got shitty at me for something. And I was just like, all right, well, I can't. I got nothing to do with this, man. This guy liked me and then he fucking hated me all of a sudden. I was like, all right, because I sent him the wrong album when I was doing the Kickstarter. I mean, it's been that fucking long. But uh, and then Sandra unfriended me on Facebook. She lost me. I, there was a there was a, a period where and the period was the Jill period where people bailed. You know, and Max tells me, he's like, hey, man, people would contact me and they said they're leaving the show because of the Jill thing. And I'm like, I, well, who, who was it? And he's like, well, I'm not going to get into it. And I'm like, well, great. That doesn't fucking help me. Um, but he would tell me, you know, he, uh, essentially you did lose people when you had the Jill show. And it's because I wasn't honest and I recognize that. Um, you know, I was doing my best to put a positive spin on things that were sometimes positive, but I was trying to even spin the negative into a positive and then doing hey, hey, hey everything's fine no no everything's fine everything's great everything's really good because i didn't want to get into the nuts and bolts of things that weren't going well um because i was doing everything i could to hold my life together and when you're this show is my life uh to come on and air out fucking grievances and shit like that and then have the person i was talking about listen to it and then go i can't believe you said that about me i can't believe you did this i can't believe you told everybody this and i you know i it was a hard thing. You know, the one thing I was very lucky about in the beginning when I sat Karen down, I said, hey, look, I'm going to talk about everything, but you will never be you will never be the dope. You'll always be the hero in every story. I will make sure of it. You know what I mean? And also it didn't that wasn't a stretch. You know, Karen was she there were there were issues, certainly, but she never did anything egregious where I had to, you know, I mean, I and then also, let's be honest, <laughs> uh, halfway through when I started for year one, when I started getting comfortable, I would tell stories where Karen was a fucking goof, you know what I mean? And she would laugh. She thought it was funny. Um, I can tell you those other years, that was never the case. I was I was uh, I would I if I ever told a story um, that that portrayed uh well that that fucking you know made Jill look bad or if I told uh, told a real story uh I I then would get silent treatment for whatever you, you know I talked about this on the show before it doesn't matter um but at that time that's how I lost Sandra and Michael you know they bailed and and uh but thankfully uh Jolene never bailed and and Dr. Mike never bailed and the best part is Dr. Mike and Jolene met each other through uh that podcast and Jolene had been listening to me and then she would, they, she learned of that show, I think through me. And then she became a medical advisor for that show. And Dr. Mike was doing medical advice on that show. And it's, it's a, 
it's a re- it's a real meet cute. I mean, basically, it's a, a, a marriage that came about because of podcasting. And I know I've talked about it on here before because I did go to their wedding. They wound up getting married here, and uh, and invited me. And Randy and I went to their wedding two two years ago, possibly. Yeah, two, maybe three. Jesus Christ, three. It's been that long since I went out with Randy. Holy fuck. Um, and and they're great friends. And Doctor Mike will occasionally write me on Twitter and stuff like that. And he's. He always writes stuff like, "Hey, we love you. You just make sure we're thinking of you. We just, I mean, just really, just a good man reaching out to me to see how I'm doing. And I, you know, I don't do nearly enough reaching out to see how he's doing. You know, it's always in response. How are you guys? You know, that sort of thing. I should be more proactive about reaching out to friends who've checked in on me. Well, after last week's show, um, Jolene went to the Joker's page on Facebook. And I recognize, you know, a lot of you aren't using Facebook. A lot of you, because people will write me via email or they'll write me via Twitter. Um, you know, and th- there's also people listening to the show now who are exclusively from Twitch, which is kind of a weird thing for me. Um, people, you know, learned of me via Twitch, watched me live stream, then they go listen to the fucking podcast, and then they pop into the room and they're like, dude, I just listened to your fucking show. You're hilarious. I'm like, yay. <laughs> That's good. Um, but Jolene and Mike are lifers. And, uh, and so Jolene went to the Facebook page, uh, uh, the Wayside 86 Jokers fan club page, and she wrote, um, I mean, she really poured her heart out uh, in, in, in an effort to help me understand more about who I am and why I feel the way that I feel. And, uh, you know, she, she said that I have mild depression and that mild depression can get in your way and make you think that you're not good enough and it makes you realize that you, uh, you, not realize, it makes you think that you're not good enough and that people don't care and why should people care because you don't care. It's it's And it's not something I haven't thought about in the past. It's not something that didn't cross my mind before, but it's always more stark and it always hits a little harder when someone else hears it in you and then they basically hold up a mirror reflecting to you exactly who you are. So I read her post and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very real and it's, and it's, uh, it explains some of the things that she's gone through in her life and she relates to a lot of the things that I'm saying and doing. And it, it, uh, it brings home the fact that you can be your own worst enemy at times. You can keep yourself from succeeding. You can keep yourself. And, and I will tell you this, man, keep myself from succeeding is just the, the biggest fucking boondoggle in the history of the world because look where I'm at. Now, I'm not king of the world. I'm not all that, but I do have people who listen, people who reach out every week. I mean, I've done a show for 11 years every week by myself, and I have a hardcore small group of rabid fans slash listeners slash friends who will follow me anywhere, who will listen to me do other shows, who will participate in other things. Um... So for me to have stayed in my way and and cost myself anything, all I've, I guess I've cost myself any sort of popularity. But but now it makes me feel even more triumphant reading her post that that I was able to fight through and get exactly what I have to to make to make what I have happen was an enormous struggle. It it took because <laughs> I would do those flashes where I thought I was the fucking greatest thing in the world. And then there are these flashes where I'm like, why the fuck does anybody care? And she relates her own experiences, you know, where she basically 
when she was in school, she stayed home and she, she wouldn't interact with people because she felt that she wasn't worth it. And then uh, as she got older, she discovered acupuncture, which is, you know, basically saved her life. And, and she dedicated herself to the art of it herself. She's, she's an acupuncturist now. She's gone to school and uh, one of the hardest things she ever did, but she graduated and now this is what she does. And it's, it's to hear her story of triumph makes you want to succeed it makes you want to do the best you can for yourself it makes you want to and now look and i i will tell you this look this is lip service there's no doubt about it i say these things i've said them a million times and i think about that too when i talk about a show i did last week that i tell you now ah, let's rededicate ourselves to the cause and go ahead and make ourselves the best we possibly can i mean i've done that shit how many fucking times there's a fucking fitness brigade right now on facebook with with me languishing because i don't fucking participate in it nearly as much as i should now am i making the effort on my own yeah i'm cooking man i'm fucking making food i'm doing that i'm fucking going to the gym all the time now i'm lifting uh i told you i've lost fucking 13 pounds since beginning of the year what no uh 15 no 48 yeah, 13 348 to 361 i mean and and i can't wait to weigh in on may 1st because i've been really good this month and i'm I, like i said i made i made fucking instant pot food i made chicken uh dudes let's talk about that for a second i made a pulled chicken recipe this week our buddy jason baldwin who's uh who's a great guy wrote me and he's like dude i've got a fantastic instant pot recipe for you it's pulled chicken I'm like okay what is it so i checked it out it's fucking 12 chicken thighs and i start putting it in the instant pot they want two two onions and a green pepper I got that. Look, folks, I got that kind of fucking money. I got that kind of produce laying around. I get the knife out, show my knife skills, and dice up an onion, dice up a goddamn green pepper, make a nice bed there in the Instant Pot, put 12 fucking boneless, skinless chicken thighs in there, pour a can of Coke over the uh, into a bowl, I should say, You got because you got to make a sauce. So it's a can of Coke and a third of a cup of brown sugar. Now, listen to this and tell me what you think uh, this sounds like. It's a can of Coke. I use a cherry Coke. And then a third of a cup of light brown sugar. All right, well, that's fine. It sounds like a, like a barbecue sauce start, right? And then I wanted a tablespoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of garlic powder, and, uh, and like half a teaspoon of black pepper. And then you mix it up until the sugar dissolves, and then you pour that into the Instant Pot, and then you fucking get it cooking, baby. And then when it's done, you shred it with a couple of forks, and you make some pulled chicken, shredded, so you can eat it on, uh, I don't eat buns, because I'm not eating any bread, because John would fucking kill me. But uh, I was going to eat it over a bed of vegetables. I was excited. So I threw on the pressure cooker, man. The steam is rolling. The clicking is happening. I'm sitting here. I'm excited, and I'm starving, because I had fucking streamed. That's another thing. It was funny. John told me when I was shopping, he's like, you're not going to need snacky bullshit, because you're going to be eating real food. Do you know how fucking right that is, man? Do you know how crazy on the fucking nose that is? I'll eat a fucking meal, and then I sit here, and normally I would snack all night. I would eat a candy bar, I'd chips, whatever the fuck. Dude, I don't want to eat another fucking thing. Because I'm, I am I come home, I make a protein shake. After the gym, I stream, and then I want to make a dinner. I actually cook real food, and then I don't want to eat anything else after that. It's fucking craziness. Uh, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. Now, last week when I climbed into my own fucking brain, and I was all freaked out that I have a candy bar, I did... Uh, but, but, you know, you, you fight it off the best you can. You know, I had last one I had was March 31st. Then I had one, what, April 13th. So I was like, all right, two weeks. I can live with that. Um, one every two weeks is better than two every night. So we'll see again. We'll see when I step on the scale on May 1st. You know, I, I, I know how true I'm being to this and I know the kind of effort I'm putting into it. So I feel good about it. I'm not mad. I'm not beating myself up. Um, 
Jesus Christ, is this whole fucking podcast the Stuart Smalley extravaganza? Is that all I am now? Are you a mirror and I'm telling you I'm, I'm strong enough and good enough and people fucking like me? I got to snap the fuck out of that shit, man. I got to move forward and start talking about more stuff. I got to go ahead and figure out a way to talk about things that are in my fucking brain and not start telling you about all the fucking bad things that are in my goddamn brain. I need to fucking generate more stuff, goddammit. Let's talk about it, folks. Let's talk about health. And by health, I mean, how do you feel in your pants? Um... <laughs> so, so I make this chicken, man. It takes like fucking 30 minutes in the pressure cooker and, uh, and I open it up and it smells good, you know, and then there's the chicken thighs and they want you to strain the fucking liquid. So I strain the liquid and then the fuck I'm sitting on a colander and then I dump it back into the pot or I put it in, yeah into the pot and I start shredding it with my forks and I, I eat a fork full of it and, uh, you know, it tasted, uh, it tasted just like chicken. With a uh, with with some you know with an onion on it you know what I mean and and I was like hmm so I mixed it up some more and I shredded it some more and then I made a I made some vegetables and I threw the fucking chicken on top I made a big bowl of chicken with vegetables and then I sat down to eat it and I'm eating it and uh, by the by like the fourth forkful I'm like what the fuck happened to this in the instant pot like what did did I mean, it's cooked and it's tender and it's perfect. And I mean, it's shredded perfectly. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't pick up one thigh with a fork because it would all fall apart. It was fork tender. It was so good. But dudes, it was just like plain fucking chicken. Like if you boiled a chicken. And I knew, I look, I know enough about cooking, all right, that when I was making this fucking thing, when it said a teaspoon of salt, in my brain, I went, what the fuck? Who, what would you ever use a teaspoon of salt for? That makes no fucking sense. Tablespoon of chili powder I could get. But a, a teaspoon of salt? You can't, when you cook, you got to salt the shit out of stuff. And I don't mean salt the shit out of it, like ruin it so it's so salty. I mean, you use a generous amount of salt when you're cooking so you don't ever have to salt afterwards. And, and that's totally fucking true because I'll tell you what, I don't use a salt shaker or a pepper shaker at a table ever. If you get a meal and it's a proper meal, you never have to salt or pepper it at the goddamn table. The chef has a fucking deft hand with seasoning and he takes care of you, goddammit. Well, I, I had clearly no deft hand with seasoning. And look, I was only following the recipe, but even when I did the recipe, I questioned it. I went, teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of pepper? Fuck that. I mean, that, there should be at least three, because there's 12 chicken thighs in here, man. How the fuck is that going to work out? Uh, and then a tablespoon of chili powder, which made sense, but you even need more of that. You need just more. You need garlic. You need onions. You need fucking more salt. You just need to make it taste like something uh, instead of tasting like chicken that you poured a Coke on. I mean, it just it just didn't have any flavor. It had a vaguely, vaguely sweet flavor, which fine, but uh, but I mean, I was I was eating it in every bite. I was going, this is just not the thing. And I'm like, do I salt this? What do I do? So finally, I took some of my stepdad's barbecue sauce I made and I just doused it on there. And not a ton, but I, you know, just a couple, like three swips. And uh, yes, I invented a word, swips. And uh, and then that was fine. I gave it a little fastball because there's a little vinegar in that, a little fucking North Carolina flavor. And it was good. That helped. But uh, but I have to be honest with you, it now it now sits in my fridge, a monolith that I stare at. I mean, I cooked this, what, Monday? And now it's uh, it's Wednesday night, and I keep looking at it like, yeah, I don't, I can't eat more of that, can I? I mean, I got to figure out a way to fix it. I got to do something with it, for fuck's sake. In the meantime, I've been eating, uh, I still have pork that I made two weeks ago. I told you about, you know, I froze some, and then I pulled it out of the freezer. And now here's what I've been eating for dinner the last couple of nights. And I go, well, this, is, this, is what this, this is what this show is now. It's like, hey, Mike, what did Mike cook, you fuck? Um, I get the cast iron skillet out. I throw some pork in there. The crisp, well, first I throw a couple of pieces of bacon in there and let them cook until they're crispy. And then you drain the bacon fat and then, uh, not all the fat, but you drain whatever pours out, but the rest of it coats the bottom. And then you throw the, uh, you know, 
some of the pork in there and you heat that up with the bacon and then you crack three eggs in there. You make them over easy. You make three over easy eggs. So I'm making pork with bacon and some over easy eggs. Now, I know you're like, holy fuck, you're going to die. Well, no, that's what I was told. That's keto, right? That's the whole deal. John's like, this is a really good meal. So I, I, again, it seems antithetical to survival, but I was told that this is the way to go. So I crisp up the pork with the bacon, make three over easy eggs, make a bed of pork in a bowl, put the eggs on top of that, and then put a whole avocado on top of it. Just fucking, and just, and just eat the shit out of it, man. Salt and pepper those eggs, of course. Uh, and I've eaten that for dinner the past couple of nights. And then you're just, and then you're full. You don't want to eat anything else, which is fucking great and grand. But I'm caring for myself. You know, I'm, in the cooking, I'm actually taking an active role in making sure I do the right thing. And reading the words from Jolene were, were, it was very important and, and it moved me and it affected me and it, and it made me go, yeah, you know, this is, this is worthwhile. This is, this makes sense. And she's, you know, she's telling me that I should probably look into some medication and stuff like that. And I've talked about that on the show before, you know, I've joked around and stuff where I'm like, ah, let's get meds. I told you when I'm the first therapist I ever saw the second time I saw her, whatever, she's like, you should get Adderall. And I'm like, I don't, what the fuck, really? I don't, and I, I never did it because I don't want to be that guy who has to look at a pill bottle and go, yeah, that's you and me, buddy, against the world. Um, but maybe that's the way to go. Um, but I've talked about it on here before where I've said, oh, I should do that. And then I don't, because I, I don't, I really, I gotta be honest with you, man. I do not fucking want to, I don't, I'm fighting it off. Uh, and also now the, with this health insurance debacle, I don't even know if I can. I mean, I don't even, I, if I went to see my doctor, that's going to be fucking 150 bucks. And then a prescription is going to be like 300. I mean, fuck man, how awful is this going to be? I'm glad this all happened now, by the way, I'm, I'm glad this shit hit the fan when I don't have any health insurance. Cause I will tell you this, this is totally truthful. And I don't know in my brain. I'm like, is this psychosomatic? Is this something that's happening? I don't fucking realize it. But, um, the past week I have, I have back pain, but not lower back pain that you would think I would get from being a fucking fat out of shape, dude. Um, it's weird. It's like right in the middle of my back, like, uh, just it's, you know, equidistance from my waist and my shoulder blades. Does that make sense? It's right where my lungs are. I think I don't fucking know, but it's this, it's, I'm careful not to move right now, but if I move it, it's a shooting pain that forces air out of me. So, so literally I'll be like, like, here, I'll try to make it happen. Uh, hold on. We're moving. We're moving. Uh, there, <laughs> there it was. <laughs> it's this, uh, uh, um, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And you know what? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt when I'm at the gym, when I get working out and lifting heavy weights, it, it goes away. Cause I warned John about it. I go, look, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I, I got, I got a thing right now in my back and he's like, all right, uh, that's from streaming. I go, what do you mean? It's the way he goes, it's the way you're sitting in the chair. So from now on, when you finish streaming immediately, you lay down on the floor and you stretch for 10, 15 minutes. I went, dude, that's just boring as fuck. He's like, you got to do it. You have to fucking do it. You got to stretch it out. That's the whole point. Um, have I done it yet? I have not. I'll be truly honest with you. I stretch in the shower. You know, I get hot water blasted on me and I just bend at the waist and fucking do a, you know, wait until my fingertips touch the tub. Uh, you do the thing where you're like, stretch, stretch, stretch. Your, your back is releasing as you're leaning forward. So your muscles are giving you a little more play, especially when you're getting warm. And then you're fucking, all of a sudden my fingertips are on the tip of the, on the bottom of the tub. I can't get my palms down there yet, but eventually I will. But, um, but my back is, it's, uh, it's just weird. I, and I thought, cause I bought new pillows about a month ago and I'm wondering if that had something to do with it. Cause my head is a little higher. So I, cause I have memory foam that a listener sent me, which are fucking amazing. And then I have two other pillows that I put on top of that. 
and uh, and they're they're beauty rest pillows, but they're really thick and they don't really you know I like down pillows that sink that my head can sink into. These kind of support my head a little more. Uh, you don't this. Uh, what has this fucking show become? What has this show become? I cooked chicken and bought pillows, and now my back hurts. Oh, dude. <laughs> What a fucking ancient asshole. Hold on, listen. That was my hip. My hip just fucking snapped. Did you hear that? I stood up and my hip went because my fucking back as I went ahead and I tried to shift my weight and make some sort of a... Uh, I did it again. Um, so I, it, it's a weird thing when I zig or zag and I stand up and I move a certain way. My fucking I, air gets squeezed out of my fucking body because my back has this surging thing. And it's like, what the fuck? And of course it happens when I don't have insurance. I can't. So now I'm trying to think of all the things I'm doing different. I'm like, all right, well, I've started this diet differently and we're lifting heavier weights and I'm doing this. And is that, a, is that possibly, do I have a heart thing? Is that somehow affecting my lungs? And I mean, I, you look for all the reasons and you look for all the explanations. You look for whatever you can. I mean, it could be a pinched nerve. I could have pulled something. I don't fucking know, but he's also probably not wrong because I tell you this, I'm playing these fighting games. Like I said, I'm playing Mortal Kombat and shit like that here in the house. And uh, I'm, I'm tense. I'm leaning forward. I'm fighting. I'm pushing buttons. And I think the tension resists sides in my back and uh and so john's probably right i should stretch it the fuck out but how boring is stretching i mean it's just you know i can get my head around lifting weights because you're pushing stuff around you're being angry but i mean just laying on the ground and being a fucking yogi i don't want to be that fucking tai chi asshole i mean fuck i'm gonna lay there and just fucking stretch and be like ah the wind flows through me i am danger i am the environment i am fall watch my leaves i mean (laughs) fuck you dude fix your back don't lay on the fucking ground and try to philosophize. Fuck your kung fu bullshit. Take it walking. Nobody wants to hear you and your fucking flute. Oh, God. But it's there. And now my back is fucked. And uh, and in my brain, I keep going, well, why, what the fuck? Ah, sorry, I did it again. And I, I don't know. So it's that thing. Literally, when I move, it just sends a sharp pain through the middle of my back. And it's, it actually squeezes air out of my mouth. Um And, and the funny thing about that, dudes, is I'll tell you this. I, I was I was in the kitchen cooking. And I got my window open and uh, and Lou, my next door neighbor, he walks by and he looks in the window and he goes, hey, Mike, how you doing? I said, good. He goes, hey, uh, you know, can I have some of what you're taking? I said, what do you mean? He goes, I, I want some of your medicine. What kind of medicine you on? I go, well, I'm not. What medicine? What are you talking about? He goes, well, you got to be on some kind of meds, aren't you? I go, no. And he goes, well, I hear you over here. You're having a fucking great time. And I hear boom and yay. And you're screaming. And you're like, oh, fuck that guy. And I, I don't know what the fuck's going on over here. But I just figured you want some kind of fucking happy meds so I can get a handful of those. And I'm like, oh, dude, no. I go, it's I go, it's even weirder than that. He goes, what do you mean? And I said, what do you mean? And I said, uh, I'm playing video games online and people are watching. What the fuck are you talking about? I go, dude, I, it's there's a streaming thing, like a live stream. Yeah, I know what those are. All right, good. Well, I do a live stream where I play video games and people tune in to watch. I go, and this week I've been playing a fighting game. He goes, oh, he goes, yeah, Jesus, I didn't know if you were fucking banging a girl over here or what the fuck you were doing, but I wanted, whatever it was, I wanted a piece of it because I tell you what, I listen all goddamn day, you're like, boom, and wham, and holy fuck, and sit down, and boom, and and uh, I said, yeah, no, I said, I tell you, I go, I tell you what, if those are the noises I make when I'm banging a chick, we got a real problem on our fucking hands, and, uh, and he laughed, I got to tell you what, I go, next time I'm in here railing a chick, I'll knock on the wall twice so you can tell the difference between the noises one way or the other, and also, if I'm making any noises when I'm railing a chick, that's clearly, I'm doing it wrong because my mouth should be full and she should be the one making all the fucking noise, um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, 
I, I wind up yelling and screaming and playing Mortal Kombat in here. And I think that's where the tension resides. It went into my fucking back, and I'm trying to make that fucking work. And then, dude, this happened. I'm making a protein shake every day when I come home. Well, I don't even, I, you know, I've only made a couple. And I'm trying to revisit how I made them in 19, or 2000, 1995. In 2014, I think 2015 was the last time I consistently made protein shakes. And, uh, and my protein shakes have ice, and then they have water, and then they have frozen blueberries, frozen pineapple, and then banana and avocado. And there's this stuff called acai and protein powder. And I used to make them, I had, a, I had the recipe memorized in my head. I'd come home, I'd fucking take a shower, I'd get out, I'd make myself a protein shake and go to work when I was writing on the show back in fucking a million years ago. Um, so I bought acai, I got, all the, I got all the ingredients. So I made the first one the other day. I put in five ice cubes and I took the acai. And the acai, I should tell you about the acai, it's in a really tight package. Uh, it's in, um, the way I term it, it's like, it's like leather pants. All right. It's, it's plastic wrapped, but it's, it's, it's shrunken against the acai. There's no play. There's nothing to grab and rip it open. There's no tab. It's just, uh, the acai is form fit. It's wearing leather pants. The the fucking acai is wearing leather pants. And so you have to cut that off. But what I do is I smash the acai. So it's easier in the Vitamix to crumble up because you know, the whole fucking thing is working overtime to smash. There's frozen fruit, ice cubes, frozen, uh, blueberries, Whatever the fuck, along with a banana and avocado. So I smash the acai. I literally whip it as hard as I can out of the countertop to smash it into basically gravel. And then I slice it open and I crumble it into the Vitamix. So the first day I crumbled that in, I crumbled the acai in five ice cubes, uh, one cup of water, two scoops of protein, a cup of blueberries, a cup of pineapple frozen, and then the, and a banana, a whole banana, and then a whole avocado. And I, I hit the fucking Vitamix and it starts grinding it up and it all of a sudden it just freezes. Like it's it's still working, but it's not grinding anything because there's no fucking liquid. And I went, oh, you got to use more than a cup of water. So I put another cup of water in there and that sort of helped. And then I had to put a third cup of water in there and then that started to loosen it up. And I put the stick, there's a big stick that comes with it. I'm fucking sluicing it around and trying to make it fucking work. And I had to put a fourth cup of water in because it was so fucking thick. And so it finally finishes and then I open it up and I pour it in a... You ever go to Jamba Juice when they fill up your cup and then there's all of a sudden there's extra slushy or whatever the fuck smoothie and, and you're like, hey, can I get it in a smaller cup? Well, that's what I have to do. So I filled up a fucking 7-Eleven Kiss Super Big Gulp cup and it went all the way to the top and then there was still a fucking pile of, of smoothies. So I had to dump that into another cup. So I got two cups of fucking protein shake. Now that's, folks, I don't know if you've ever done this before. That's way too much fucking protein shake. That's the way I did it when I was lifting like an animal. Well, right now, you know, older, trying to lose weight. That's, I just, it just seemed like a lot. And then I tasted it and the full avocado, because I'd never put a full avocado in before. And it just, it changed it. It tasted like, uh, it tasted like I was eating a barnyard. I, does that make sense? Because the, 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 it's the chocolate protein powder and the acai is kind of bitter. And then the avocado tastes like grass. So it tasted like a like bitter grass. It tasted like I was uh, uh, smelling a cow. I mean, I don't know how to fucking explain it because the fruit was completely buried. It was just completely gone because uh, I didn't put enough fruit in there, you know, to, to counteract everything else. So I go see John in the gym and I'm like, yeah, here's what I put in my protein shake. He goes, dude, that's a fucking ton of shit. Like, why are you doing that? He goes, you don't even put a banana in there. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, that's a lot of sugar, man. You got to try it a different way. And I go, well, well definitely because there was so much to drink. And he goes, yeah, that's not what your goal is. You know, if you want to just get the protein, he goes, I don't even do any of that. He goes, I, I use, I, he goes, I don't use bananas and shit. He goes, I use some ice and some fucking, uh, sometimes some almond milk and then, and the part the protein powder and I'm done. And I'm like, that, that sounds, you know, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this at some point. So today I made it and uh Wednesday morning I made it and I made it, uh, it was acai 
and uh, no banana, half an avocado, and then a full cup of blueberries and a full cup of pineapple. I actually rounded up a little bit on the fruit. And uh, it was it was a, a much improved experience. It, it wasn't nearly as much slushy or smoothie or whatever the fuck. And uh, and it tasted it tasted good. So I was happy. So I, I, that right now is where I'm at. I got to figure out how to put less fruit in whatever the fuck. But I will tell you this. So I get the acai out in its leather pants, right? And this is my, like I said, it's only my second day making a protein shake. So I fucking whip it as hard as I can against the countertop. And I do it like three times. One, two, three. And it makes this really satisfying, resounding crack. And I did it once, I did it twice, and then I did it the third time. But uh, because I'm a fucking goofball, I miss, I, I underestimated where, where my hand should let go of the acai. I don't even, I don't even fucking know. I, I made protein shakes every fucking day for almost a year and never had this fucking happen. But I slammed the acai down and in doing so, I also, I came down with my fingers as hard as I could into the countertop. Like imagine if you were throwing a baseball with all of your fucking might and then on your follow through, you hit a countertop. Jesus, fuck dudes. And, uh, you know, my, your middle finger is longer than any other finger. So that was the finger that got the brunt of it. And I, I heard it in my head, like kind of sproying like a noise. Cause I've heard that before when I pulled a fucking groin muscle, I heard it actually spring like a fucking broken guitar string. And I threw it and it's like smash. And I was like, dude. And, uh, and I flexed my hand and I'm like, ah, fuck that hurt, whatever. So I continue making shit. But as I'm making stuff, I notice that my finger is stiffening up and I look at it, it's turning blue on the side, like kind of bruising, like black and blue. And then, uh, and then it's swelling up on the second segment of my finger. And then the knuckle is swelling up and I'm like, did you just break your finger opening fruit? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why, why would you do something like that? You know, I, especially now again, no health insurance. No health insurance, and I'm slamming my hand in the countertops. I'm hurting my back. It's squeezing the air out of me. I mean, Jesus, what a fucking mess. And all by my own hand. I mean, I you know, the back thing is probably from motor combat, and I'm slamming my hand in the countertops because I don't know how to open a packet of fruit. Jesus, fuck, man. I'm an ancient man. I'm the oldest man ever. Jolene told me, she's like, hey, this could be some mild depression. You need to go ahead and face it and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, dude, I can't even take care of my brain because I'm already, the thing that carries it around is getting fucked up courtesy of me. I got to figure out how to fucking fix my body before I can climb into my goddamn head. I, I mean, right now, my hand, like, I mean, look, I, I thought I broke my finger and I know now that I didn't, but I think I sprained my middle finger really good because like I said, it's kind of black and blue around the edges and, uh, and it's all swollen up. And I, you know, if I press on it, it fucking hurts and just, man, what just do me a favor. If you're going to come to town, you know, if you're going to be a Linda and come to visit me and you have a donation for me, just, just do me a favor. Let me pick you up at the airport and let me take you to your hotel. And then when I pick you up at your hotel later, let's have a really nice dinner and and tell me to pick a place because I know Los Angeles and I'll pick Katsuya and we'll go have sushi and we'll have Toro tasting and uh, and we'll have some albacore belly and you hit it with the torch and some lemon and salt and we'll have a couple of fucking baked crab hand rolls. We'll get a Robert roll and and it'll be delightful and you can tell me all about your life and your family and the people you know and you love and I will listen intently and as we leave and I drop you at the airport, tell me, oh yes, I have a donation for you and I say, you do really? And pull out a gun and donate a bullet right into my temple. Because even though the brain may be willing, it might be time for this old body to get put down. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friends. That's right, my friends, my very close friends. 
At Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Don't forget to join the Westside 86 Jokers. That's the uh, the fan club over there on Facebook. If you're a Facebook person, go ahead and join that. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. Uh, I'm teasing. Don't kill me. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat, I'm Mike40YOB. Also on the PS4. I'm Mike40YLB. Go ahead and find me there, please. That would be great. And uh, Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. You can find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Write him a note and tell him he's the best. And, of course, David Hernandez does the music and the artwork for this show. Uh, he has done that in the past and uh, will be doing so in the future, I hope. Um, well, not I hope. We've talked about it, and it sounds like he's going to. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not going to get into it. But... Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, the guy you want to find at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Be his friend. Tell him he's cool. But at the same time, if you want to buy anything from him, you want to go to his website, artbydmh.com. You want to check out his amazing work that he's done in the past. He has all sorts of examples of his uh, Valscapes and Gaikons that he's done, in addition to any other artwork that he may have done for himself that he puts on display that you can use to judge his talent and see if you want him to go ahead and paint a picture of somebody in your family, somebody you love, somebody you hate, somebody you've met, somebody you haven't. If you have an idea for a painting, you can pitch it to him, and he can tell you whether he can do that. And I'm here to tell you this. He can fucking do it. No matter what you can come up with, he's going to be able to fucking nail it to the goddamn wall and paint it like a motherfucker, and you're going to love it, and you're going to hang it in your house, and it's going to be a conversation piece for you and your friends and your loved ones for the rest of eternity. So please reach out to our buddy David Mex Hernandez. He is a painter. He is a renaissance man. He is a musician. He is everything to all people, and uh, and you know what? Some things to none. So please find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and write him there about something you might want him to do. But more importantly, go to his website artbydmh.com that is a-r-t-b-y-d-m-h dot com company halt prisoner will approach King Herod King who? I mean this is just a stone wall I don't see any hey King down here in the hole seriously? ah Schmitty I am overjoyed to meet you face to face. Dude, I don't think that's your face. You've been getting quite a name all around this place. Telling stories right. from deep inside your head. Mm-hmm. And now I understand you're the talent. Huh? What? Mm-hmm. At least that's what you've said. You are the Christ, the great Schmitty Christ. Prove to me that you've got soul. Take what I put through this hole. That's all you need to do. Then I'll know it's all true. Come on, king of the jokes. Schmitty, I promise you it's nothing you should fear. Just kneel down and open wide your lips, not your ears. Oh, what a pity if you refuse my gift. It can't be worse than working for Uber or for Lyft. So, you are the Christ, the great Schmitty Christ. You see my scepter hanging south? Make it point north with your mouth. If you do that for me, then I'll let you go free. Come on, king of the jokes. Ooh, but that's the end.
of any superstar. Just close your eyes and think of those giant Hershey bars. I'm at attention. Yes, I'm a captive fan. So let me bless you with a mouthful of my royal flan. So you are the Christ. Yes, the great spreading Christ. Kneel down here just like I said. I need you to give me help. Or has something gone wrong? Schmitty, why no kissy my dog? Oh, come on, king of the jokes. Hey, aren't you listening, Schmidt? Mister, I'm so cool, Schmidt. You're a joke. Your rep is shady. You're not even a good mouth lady. Take him away. He don't want to play. Get out, you king of the... Get out, you king of the... Get out, you king of the jokes. Get out of here. Go. Turn your back. No, turn your front. Open your mouth. Fuck you, Shreddy. You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck at it. Sponsors? We got them, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, multiple sponsors this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, first of all, and first and foremost, and, and our most important sponsor, I say, at, to the chagrin of the other sponsor. <laughs> what a fucking stroke. All of a sudden, I immediately pit the two sponsors against one another in a goddamn death match. That makes zero sense. You shouldn't do that. If people are willing to step up and do cool things and want you to mention them, then you should do that in a nice way. You shouldn't make it in some sort of fucking battle royale. Uh, but that said... Our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, has put out a Paranoid Strain podcast that will fucking blow you away, goddammit. It is called, uh, well, I mean, it's called The Paranoid Strain. It is available in the iTunes store. You can go ahead. I'm sorry. I got to, all of a sudden, my fucking face started getting tingly. What happened? Uh, Folks, again, a bullet. Let me eat one. Please do something to me. A fucking tingly face. Goddamn sprainy finger and weird back and tingly face. That sounds like the guys I fought in Mortal Kombat. Dude, I was stick guy and moth girl. Dude, I, I'm out, moth girl is so fucking hot. Let's talk about that for just a second. Holy fuck, dudes. Playing Mortal Kombat, there were, there's, you know, there's the usual guys like Sub Zero and fucking, he's Ice Guy and then Scorpion Guy and then fucking uh, Bone Guy is a guy you fight. And then there's uh, Se- uh, Selfie Dick. That's, uh, I forget his name. And then he's got a daughter and a wife now. This is the weirdest fucking thing. I remember when Mortal Kombat was just people fighting, right? Well, I played this game. There's a fucking story and like a real story. Like everybody's got a son. Everybody's got a daughter and uh, and they're all in the fucking army. And here's the best part. Like the army is fighting against these outworld Mortal Kombat gods and they're trying to shoot them. Imagine trying to shoot uh, lightning guy. I mean, that makes zero sense. He can't fucking shoot lightning guy. It's not going to hurt him. And also, if you're lightning guy, let me ask you this about Mortal Kombat. If you're a lightning guy. You're made of truth and light. You can summon fucking lightning from anywhere. Why the fuck are you in a martial arts fight? Like, why would you ever punch a guy if you had lightning guy power? If I was the guy, and look, you're wearing your goofy outfit. You got your bad fucking rice paddy hat. If you could throw lightning at somebody from across the room, why are you ever taking a punch? That's, that's, I'm going to be, if I'm a bouncer or a boxer or whatever the fuck, if I'm in a combat sport and I have the power of lightning in my hands that I can throw at you from across the room, you're never laying a fucking glove on me. And yet half the fucking time in this game, these guys are all like badass, you know, martial arts, musical fucking tough guys with powers and all sorts of nonsense. And they wind up in these fist fights. I'm like, you're a fucking, you're a god. Literally, Raiden is a god, lightning guy. And he, uh, and he's still punching guys in the face. I'm like, dude, I don't, maybe he likes a scrap. I can't figure it out. But, uh, 
there's a bad guy, bone guy, and he wants to take over the world, right? And then there's an Indian chief dude, and he's like, no, uh, other realm will fight you. Uh, and then there's a vampire face chick and whatever the fuck. It's Mortal Kombat. It's a million fucking people. But, uh, and all the all the chicks are wearing like hot clothes. There was some fucking two-tone skunk girl with fucking weird white and black hair. And she was wearing these pants that had diamond holes cut out the side, big at the hip, all the way down to like, you know, small at the ankle. But holy fuck, you know, it, it, look, ladies, I'm going to tell you this as a man, if you've got a chance to, if, to turn a pair of pants into half a pair of pants, you fucking take it. Do that, please, because we enjoy it and you'll like the way it looks. You know, I mean, just fucking if you if you got a chance to turn one pair of pants into half a pair of pants by cutting diamonds out of the sides. Whoa, man, you're going to sit back and watch guys turn their fucking heads and start jerking off. You know what? Maybe now that I think about it, that's not what you're looking for. So take that advice and do what you want with it. If you want guys to jerk off when you walk into a room, wear the diamond pants, wear half a pair of pants. But if you don't, then uh, wear your regular clothes and look good. Or I mean, I'm not saying that you don't look good enough in your regular clothes to have guys just jerk off by seeing you. Um, I should probably stop this conversation right now. Let's talk about Moth Girl. Holy fuck, dude. There's like a... There's a moth chick. And she's like the Indian chief's assistant. And uh, and you fight... I like fighting with her because she has like stuff... That, dude, fucking stuff flies out of her ass. Like fucking like pinchers. And she'll stab the shit out of everybody with like bug lancers and stuff. But then there's the, here's the best part. You can choose her power and she can have all these different powers. But she throws fucking, she vomits up moths and throws them at you or vomits up bees or whatever the fuck and throws bugs at you and poison. But dude, I hit some sequence of buttons. I don't even know what the fuck I did. But a fucking bug vagina opened in her stomach and a fucking swarm flew out of her and just murdered a guy just left him as a skull it was fucking beautiful i was like dude goddamn giant bug vagina where your stomach is and a whole swarm of bees flies out of you and fuck somebody up so you know we always talk about unleashing the bees on this show i was like that's my chick that's that's the moth chick so then in the fucking story she winds up being like she's a good guy but then she's a bad guy and then there's this great scene where she's got fucking selfie dick and he's all tied up in the cave and she is just vomiting moth stuff all over him like whatever the fuck moths vomit up she's just she's moth vomiting it's it's turning into like a trap where it's like a honeycomb or whatever and it's seizing him up but I watched it I wanted to watch it in slow motion I'm like and I literally on the stream I go I would pay moth chick to do that to me I would just fucking I don't give a fuck you want to send bugs into my mouth open up your bug vagina and vomit all over me moth chick because you are the hottest and thing going today <laughs> she was so fucking hot um, and you can choose her costume she has like a little spiky bra and then her hips are fucking just uh, and, and look certainly she's yellow with filed down fang teeth but I don't care and yes she has hidden bugs inside of her and pinchers and I don't even like bugs you know that I'm not a bug guy but uh, but there was something about this character and, and look I like vampire face too she's hot and I like the chick who's got fucking razor blade fans she's also pretty hot uh, but moth chick did it for me I don't know what the fuck it was she hit it out of the goddamn park I was a fan of moth chick uh, and I like fighting with her too she has cool ass fight moves it was her I like fighting with her I was a badass with stick guy I was fucking dudes up with stick guy and then I was, uh, who else? Smoke. I was Smoke the Robot because our buddy Travis kept going, be Smoke, be Smoke. So I was being Smoke and Smoke was okay. I did okay with him. And then he could be the alien or Freddy or Predator and or not Freddy, fucking Jason. I always call Freddy Jason. And uh, or Jesse, I always call Jason Freddy, Jesus. And they're all, whatever. It's a fun game. They're all in there. It's fun and, and it was great. Um, it'll fuck your back up though. So be careful. How the fuck did I get into this? Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, our sponsors. Hi. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, apparently, we're sponsored by Moth Girl. Uh, uh, certainly, I, I, I would do anything for her, quite frankly. But um, Fearful Jesuit has the Paranoid Strain, which is available now in the iTunes store. It is a fantastic show. Get all of the back catalog, but in particular, if you want to start with something new, if you've not started yet, this is a really good episode to start with because the cold open is fucking 
ridiculous. You know, and then Jesuit wrote me after and said it's the it's the same guy doing both cold. Uh, let me double check on that. I'm pretty sure he said it was the same dude doing both voices. And I, in my brain, I'm just like, dude, that's not fucking real, man. Uh, yeah, both those reads are one guy, and the dude is he's started to do like audiobook narration, and then uh, and then Jesuit recorded them separately and mixed them together. And Jesus fucking Christ, it's it's flawless. It's so damn good. The delivery on both, and like I said. The really important thing is when you listen to that acting piece, it's it's really well acted and he's two separate characters, but then at the end they deliver the same monologue together and they overlap over one another and the inflections, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So uh, the episode is about assassinations and uh, kind of the origins of the word and, and uh, all sorts of assassinations through time. There is, uh, you know, he gets in a, I've said, I think I, you know, a lot of this I covered last week, but he talks about the origin of Sunni and Shia. Um, you know, he, he talks about, he, he plays the justified conspiracy alarm. They talk about murders. They talk about uh, all, all sorts of question marks and John Wilkes Booth. Uh, it just, it's, and he's, like I said, he's got a piece of audio that's ridiculous about it. Somebody who was actually in the theater when John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln. There was a person who was living and actually got recorded. I mean, it's, it's really phenomenal, the work. It's information dense. It and it's entertaining. The, the thing is, if it was just some fucking recitation of facts, you'd be like, ah, oh, whatever the fuck. But it's with with the presence of Danny Unicorn, with the presence of Jesuit, and with the clips and interviews, it is just a fully formed, unbelievably thought out podcast episode that everyone should hear. And so you should go right now and download the Paranoid Strain in the iTunes Store. Subscribe and listen to all the episodes. But this newest one, boy, it'll fucking knock you for a goddamn loop. And uh, please do me a favor, write Fearful Jesuit. Uh, his email address is the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com write him a note tell him you love the show tell him we sent you so he knows that we sent you and uh, and encourage him because he needs to be doing this kind of work you know it's very easy when you're podcasting especially you know I look it's bad enough for me I come in here and I fire off every goddamn week and I talk off the top of my head and I always want feedback I always want people to like what I do I want to hope that people are being touched or moved or laugh or whatever the fuck if anybody just fucking enjoys what I do that's great but when you're sitting in an apartment alone it's really difficult to gauge that and I'm very lucky you know when I want I get to meet a Linda uh, I get to have a Jolene reach out to me. I get to go to their wedding. I get to have friends, tactile, real-life friends from this show who constantly come in and tell me that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm doing good, and reach out to me. Michelle reached out to me. Jamie reached out to me. People who just, uh, even even fearful, reached out to me and said, how you doing, man? And and that's important, and it means a lot. So I will tell you, uh, please return that kindness to our friend Fearful Jesuit and let him know how good his show is. Because you sometimes need the encouragement to keep moving forward. You leave a review in the iTunes store. And again, if you mention us, that's fantastic. But at least make sure you tell Fearful how much you admire him and you admire the work that he does. Because again, he's working his ass off to make this happen. Can you imagine the depth? Again, like I said, it's information dense. Listen to it and find out. Imagine how he had to fucking discover these clips and find them and edit them and then find all of these facts and relate them to you in an entertaining way. Because, again, you can just fucking get on and go, um, well, here's the thing. Um, There was a guy named Hassan Jr. And um, there was a murder once from Lord Hassan and there was a garden. And, you know, fuck, you could stumble and step on your own fucking dick all the goddamn time. But he presents it in a cogent, fun, entertaining, informative way. And, uh, and encouragement is needed for him to, uh, to realize that the hard work that he does recording in a fucking closet at his house is well worth everybody's time and well worth the time that he spends. So please, uh, write him a note, the paranoid strain at gmail.com. 
leave a review in the iTunes store. Uh, if you want to throw something on the Joker's page too, I know he haunts that occasionally. He was very nice to post in there last week when he heard what I said. And, uh, and he needs to hear from you. So please reach out to him and let him know that he does good things and amazing work and you like what he does and, uh, and tell him we sent you. Cause again, that can never hurt me. And it makes me happy quite frankly. Um, so good for fearful. He's our, he's our main sponsor, the sponsor we always have and someone that I can always count on. And I appreciate that very much because he is keeping this show afloat. My other sponsor this week is, uh, is, is a friend. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It's our good friend, Pat Francis. He has the rock solid podcast that you can download today, Thursday. I'm on the Motley Crue episode, me, him and Heather Stewart and Heather sings and she's fucking phenomenal. Um, but Pat, you know, in addition to doing the rock solid podcast and a bunch of other projects, he has done a documentary film called uplifted. And right now you can support that at Indiegogo. He's coming into the final days here. So he needs an influx. You know what I mean? He's, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's halfway to his goal. Maybe I don't remember. I haven't really checked. Uh, but regardless, the good news about Indiegogo is every dime will be useful and will go toward making the film. And there was no arbitrary Kickstarter where if you don't reach it, you don't get the money. Uh, he's going to get every dime that everybody sends to him, whether he hits the arbitrary goal that he created or not. So please find his uplifted documentary, U-P-L-Y-F-T-E-D. At Indiegogo.com, if you Google it, you can go to Pat's Facebook page. He put it in the Joker's page. Um, this is the home stretch for him, trying to raise as much money as he can to get this thing made and edited and cut and released and do whatever the fuck he needs to do to it. Uh, the premise of the film, well, uh, you know what? Our buddy Pat and his friend Eric caught a lift here in Santa Monica, and they took lifts across the country to Boston. Interviewed the drivers, learned a little bit about the uh, the gig in, gig economy. Learned about how these people are surviving. They're telling their own human stories in addition to viewing it through the prism of how they like the job at Lyft. Um, he's reached out to Lyft. I don't know if Lyft is, you know, Lyft has started to retweet him, but I don't know if they're, you know, financially engaged. But uh, regardless, we can all be financially engaged. I know I supported the program and I hope that you will as well. Find Uplifted at Indiegogo.com, I assume, or just Google it, Uplifted Indiegogo, and it'll come up and you can do what you can. Anything you can help our friend Pat with would be fantastic. Uh, because again, he wants to, he's made a movie, he's filmed it. Now it's the hard work of cutting it together, making a, a, a through line that makes sense and, uh, putting together an entertaining project that people want to see and any help you can give our friend Pat, because he is one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Please go ahead and help him out. Find the, the, uh, the documentary uplifted available now on Indiegogo, and you can help him in these final days as he makes a push. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, we have a YouTube channel. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you. Yes, I have. Uh, go to <laughs> go to youtube.com uh, slash the 40-year-old boy. Find all of the archives of this show. Eventually, I'm, I'm way behind because I stopped updating it in December. But uh, but I have great plans. I'm learning. I've been Googling. I've, I learned how to turn audio uh, you know, into a YouTube clip. So once that gets underway, I can start posting a bunch of those. And those all the, all the recent ones from December, January, February, etc. They'll all get placed into the uh, into YouTube and be there for your perusal. But the previous 10 and a half years are all available now. If you want to go and explore the archives, our, uh, our great friend, Anne is a listener. And she oftentimes will write me and she goes, I listened to you one from year one today. You shaved a panda. I'm like, all right, good. Uh, so that makes me happy. So anybody who listens to the old episodes and they bring up stuff to me, like Travis does it too. everybody in the discord, uh, they're super cool and everybody's great. And I appreciate you listening to older shows because it makes me realize, fuck, I should listen to these older shows. Cause I was pretty funny back then before I started talking about making chicken and hurting my back. 
Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Things are changing. We're all turning it around. It's fucking exciting. So go find the YouTube channel and look for all the archives that we have here. Uh, please remember that I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm on six days a week, every, uh, every Tuesday through Sunday. I'm in there playing games. I just finished Mortal Kombat today, Wednesday. And uh, and now tomorrow I'm going to be playing, unfortunately, today. We, when you're, if you're hearing this on Thursday, I'm playing GTA V. Yes, a couple of weeks ago I talked about how much I hated GTA V. But I think after having taken a break from it, I'm willing to tackle it. And plus there's a listener, a guy, a guy in the Twitch room, a guy named So Aaron, who, I mean, he loves GTA V more than anybody loves their mom. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is on this guy's mind. But every day he's like, you ever going to go back to GTA V? You should play GTA V. Have you ever thought about GTA V? And finally yesterday, he wore me down. And I'm like, because also listeners like Adam and Ruben were like, hey, man, you should actually give it another chance. And I'm like, fuck. All right, fine. We'll play GTA V. So today, Thursday, GTA V. Now, I will tell you this. We're trying something different on Friday. Um, this coming Friday, uh, day after today that you're hearing this, I'm going to just do a chatting stream. Kind of like what I did on YouTube before, but it'll be carried via Twitch. We're going to experiment with it. Um, my buddy Ruben helped me out building OBS and I have a template built so I can actually stream from my apartment and and just talk and not have to be in the fucking window of a, of a game, whatever the fuck. I'm I'm excited to try it and see how it works, but Friday is the day we're going to give that a trial run, and uh, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, we'll just stop in the middle of it, and I'll play a game at some point, but we're going to do a just chatting stream, and at that point, I interact with everybody in the stream. I talk, and we have a good time. Now, look, I do that every time I stream anyway. When I play a game, I go on live at 3 o'clock or 3.30 in the afternoon, and then usually the first half hour is me talking just about what's in the stream. I, I'll usually, I'll, I'll drink my protein shake or I'll have some yogurt. And uh, we have a little coffee clatch. We all talk, we have fun, we commiserate, we visit. And then I wind up diving into the game in 30 minutes or an hour. Uh, one time I talked for two and a half hours high. But um, we're going to do it Friday where we just just rap, man. We're just going to rap. We're going to sit around and rap. How's that grab you? So that'll be fun and exciting on Friday. But again, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Follow the channel. That'd be great. You can subscribe to the channel. If you're an Amazon subscriber for Prime, you can do a Twitch Prime subscription every month. It costs you nothing but the time it takes to look up the link, and it gets me five bucks a month. And that's a really nice thing for you to do. So if you're an Amazon Prime customer, find the Twitch Prime and use it to subscribe to the 40-Year-Old Boy Twitch channel, and you're really helping me and the channel and the show out. Thank you for thinking of me, as I've forced you to think of me. But still, I'm glad you did. Uh, speaking of Amazon, if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, you can go to the merchandise page, which is the Joe Business page, and up in the corner, you will go ahead and find what? 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 Something important, something cool, an Amazon link. You can click on that. Again, costs you nothing. You click through your shopping and we get credit. We get a spiff. We get a bite of whatever the fuck you buy. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. You're shopping at Amazon anyway. So why not use my link? Go ahead and find it on my merchandise page at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Click through and everything you buy whenever you're shopping is I something I get credit for. And it really helps the show. Thank you so much for thinking of us. Please use the Amazon link as much as you can. You can set it up at work. You can do it at home, whatever the fuck you want to do. But we get money, they get money, you get stuff. It works out perfectly. Uh, a symbiotic relationship like no other. And it really, really helps the show. So thank you for using the Amazon link. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? You can actually go through the Amazon link and possibly subscribe to my Twitch channel. I don't know if that's going to make something explode. That could be bad. Something terrible could happen. I have no idea. But go ahead and try it. Better your computer than mine blowing up. Go ahead and take a shot. Uh, Patreon. I have a Patreon. 
you can go ahead and subscribe to the Patreon and be a patron of this and the Twitch channel, this show and the Twitch channel, and uh, and any other thing I wind up doing with my life. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB, or at least go to Patreon and put in the name Mike Schmidt, and I will come up. You'll see my smiling head, along with little Schmitty lurking, and uh, all sorts of tiers, all sorts of levels, and all sorts of things to come regarding Patreon. But thank you so much for everybody who is a supporter and a patron over there now. And if you want to go ahead and jump in and start supporting the show or the live stuff or Twitch or whatever the fuck you seem to like or enjoy, you can do that right now at Patreon. It exists, and it pays my rent, and it helps me out very much. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Well, part of my rent, but, uh, but it helps a lot. And I'm glad that anybody would go ahead and take a shot at it. So take the plunge on Patreon and uh, and support me and support the show. I'm on Cameo. Did you know that? You can uh, get me to call you on the phone. If you go to Cameo, download the Cameo app to your phone and then you find me. And again, I don't blame you if you don't because you hear me talking now. And probably if you'd sent me an email and said, hey, call me, I'd do it for free. I hate to be that guy, but I probably would. It would take me a while. Uh, but if you pay for it on Cameo, you'll get it a lot sooner. Um, that's, and I mean, how much am I in your pocket, dude, you use Amazon and pay, but it's, you know what? It keeps me afloat. It helps. It really fucking helps me do the show. It really helps this exist. It helps me, uh, continue to claw toward making myself my job. And I appreciate all of you helping me out, but, uh, but yeah, if, if you can use the cameo app and you want to hire me to do something like that, that's fine. Uh, that would be cool. Like I said, again, though, if you write me, I'll probably call you for free. Uh, but if you download the Cameo app to your phone, you find me and you tell me what to do. I will then cut a Cameo where I leave a note. It's a, it's, it's a fun thing. It's like a video message you get. Now, see, that's a, that is different, though. On Cameo, it's a video message. If you tell me to call you, you're just getting my voice. Um, yeah. I just, I'm exhausted of telling you to give me money. Uh, what I, and I'm not really. I love doing this, but... But the, the, the self-promotion deal is the thing that just drives me out of my fucking skull. It's just not, ah, shut up. Nobody wants to hear that. Yay. I love doing this. I love talking to you. I love doing shows. I love doing Twitch. It's the, hey, could you pay for that part of it that kind of is is a, is a disconnect for me. But it's, you have to do it. I have to tell you guys this because that can keep me doing it and, uh, and keeps me afloat. So there you go. Nobody cares. Hi, spinning wheels. Please do me a favor. Become a patron of Patreon or book me on cameo or go to the uh, Twitch channel and follow or subscribe. That would help use the Amazon link. All of this stuff is fantastic and really helps me out. And also if you want to be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, I've got a code for that Uh, for Lyft. This is all caps, Mike seven, two, double Oh five, seven. That's Mike seven, two, zero, zero, five, seven, all capital letters on Mike M I K E seven, two, double Oh five, seven. Please use that. If you're a first time driver, if you're a first time rider and I will get a spiff off of that. Thank you for thinking of me. And Uber has actually kicked it into high gear here where, uh, they're offering tons of dough to people for, uh, for referrals and shit, especially if you're in Los Angeles. So I'll tell you what, um, if you want to be an Uber person, it's all lowercase D J Z W one Y T T U E. That's D J Z W one Y T T U E become a YouTube driver. If you're a first timer, do that and use my code. It really helps me out. And if you're a first time rider, use the code. I also get a spiff. It's kind of like a Twitch prime subscription. I think you get like five bucks if you're a first time rider. Uh, and that helps. So please use Uber and Lyft, become an Uber or Lyft driver, use my code and help the show. That would be really cool. And what else can I do to ask for money? Can I say that I'll come to your house and do stuff? Uh, maybe if I'm on TaskRabbit, hire me to come to your, you know what? That's what we should do. Let's invent a fucking app like Cameo and TaskRabbit. TaskRabbit is a fucking, uh, it's an app. I don't know if you've got it in your state where you can book somebody to come and paint your house. What if you just booked me to come and hang out at your house? 
Remember I had bookmeforyourawake.com? Well, before you die, what if we did this? Just bookmeforyourlivingroom.com. I come over and I fucking hang out and we talk and we have a good time. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, what if you come there and my back gives out and I have to fucking rely on you when you can't help me with you've got your bad back? I mean, look, you're not old enough to have a bad back. Only young people can use my fucking bookmeforyourlivingroom.com and just go ahead and bring me in and have me there as I fucking hurt my back. Hold on, let's see if I can make it happen again. I got to shift my well, <laughs> There it was. See if I shift my way. What if I just did that the rest of the way? Hold on. Ah! That's how we'll take out the rest of the fucking show. Dudes, fucking uh, Lou hears me, and I know he hears me, and he hears me playing the game, but if he hears me doing that, he's got to think I'm fucking jerking off or something, right? If you just, you're just just listening, it's really quiet, and then, uh, God damn it, because I make that noise in the gym, and it makes everybody turn their head, and I look at John, I go, dude, I'm not, because you have to tell everybody, I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not trying to be a guy who gets any fucking attention. Uh, believe me, I get enough fucking attention at the goddamn gym. People looking at me fucking lifting and sweating all over the fucking place. Nobody wants to see me fucking hurting my back and moaning, uh, 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 fuck, I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to attack anybody or fucking everybody notice me fucking moaning. But it happens, man. When you're old, this shit happens. Your fucking back gives out. You start falling apart like fucking Tower 5 or whatever the fuck was the one that finished after the goddamn World Trade Center and wound up on the ground. You know what? Jet fuel might not melt steel beans, but jet fuel will absolutely fuck up goddamn old people ribs. Mortal Kombat is the jet fuel of my body's 9-11. Mortal Kombat has put me in such a fucking way that I'm going to go ahead and collapse. Nobody thought it could. Hey, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beans. Will Mortal Kombat won't fuck up your bones? No. I got news for you. Ready? You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey, hey.